Hi and welcome to my podcast, Five Things with Emma, with me, Emma Chadwick. Each week on a Monday, I will release a new episode where I will take a popular health-related subject and share five things with you that will help you navigate this confusing world of health, fitness and nutrition. I will share my personal experiences and those of my clients who I work with as a personal trainer and nutritionist. Let's get started. Hi, welcome to episode seven of this series of the podcast. I kind of can't believe that this is the seventh episode. It's crazy. I've just been planning the next three because it's going to be a series of 10 and I've got a very exciting one coming up next week with what's probably going to come out in two weeks um, with a guest, uh, one of my clients who um, is actually my sister. And I think she's got a great story, one that's really relatable. And so I think you'll get a lot from that. But for this one today, today we are talking about five things that will improve your life today. So I'm not going to talk about the usual stuff. I want to introduce you to something that I use quite a lot. Um, and it's something that I truly believe in. But I think when we, just to start, when we talk about being healthier or going on a health kick, we always go straight to diet. I think there's so much more to being healthy Um I mean, of course, the diet, nutrition, kind of being in a healthy weight range, those kind of things are super important, but it's only kind of one part of being a healthier person. So there are six facets of health. The first one is social. So this is your lifestyle, your, you know, being part of a community, your social life, and your sense of purpose would probably come under this facet. So this is a really important one. Then you've got your physical. So this could be aesthetic, activity, movement, you know, whatever health goal you have, you know, if you want to build more muscle and also nutrition would come under this one as well. And then you've got emotional, which is your feelings, your behaviors, your thoughts, any kind of spirituality, that kind of thing that would come under emotional. You've got economical, so what resources you have. So kind of, you know, your background, you know, money, you know, how much money do you have? What's your financial situation? All these can make an impact to kind of your overall health. Intellectual, so your education, so what you know, kind of learning, continuous learning, that kind of thing. And of course, psychological, which is your mental health, which I think is a very, very important one when it comes to kind of overall health. So I think when we are talking about health, I think it's important to know that we actually need to work on all these different areas to make sure that we're kind of, you know, all, all rounded health healthy people. <laughs> um, so today I would like to talk about the five P's. Now, I think a few different nutritionists and a few different uh, PTs will have a different versions of the five P's. Uh, they might even not call it the five P's. They might have two P's. They might have three P's. I have five because I feel like these five are really important um, in no particular order. Uh, but the five P's are perspective, plate, planning, pace and power. So they're my five P's. So I just want to talk in a little bit more detail about each of one of those. So hopefully this podcast won't be too long today. Uh, but these are five P's that I implement into my Lift With Emma program, my online program that I'll talk a little bit about at the end. 
and it's just a good insight into um, how we actually try to deal with all those kind of facets of health. Um, and it's not just about nutrition and it's not just about exercise. So let's start with the first one, which is perspective. I think this is so important. I, I wanted to say this is the most important, but to be honest, to begin with, I think where your mind is and where your mindset is and your attitude and your perspective towards being a healthy person is actually very, very important. So how you view the changes you are making is really important because if you resent them, you'll not stick to them. So for example, if your attitude is negative towards it, there's no way that this is a long-term thing for you. But if you have a positive attitude and a positive outlook towards it, and you see the genuine benefits and values from what you were doing, you've got much more chance of actually sticking to it because you're probably going to enjoy it a little bit more. So you have to want to believe the benefits of the changes you are making. You have to be doing them for yourself. So make sure you're not doing it for somebody else to get approval from somebody else because somebody else said, because you want to fit into a friend group. You know, maybe look at the people you're surrounding yourself with. And if they're making you feel like you have to do something for them, you probably want to be checking in with that as well. So um, these, it has to come from within, it has to be something that you want to do for yourself. So you have to be very clear on your intent. So what I would say when I say be clear on your intent is think about the person that you want to be, and make sure the behaviors that you have align with that. So making changes to your health means changing some behaviors is obviously need to change some things. So this can be the biggest challenge and it takes work. But if you come from a a positive mindset, you'll be more open to those changes. So that's something that we work a lot on within my program. If I pick up things from our initial consultation, kind of certain, I would say kind of red flags as to your attitude towards things. So, you know, um a binge restrict kind of would be a red flag so an all or nothing mentality which is so common um that that's really important to try and change and also you know a self-love type um what's the right word um if, if you're coming from a place of hate so if you hate your body you're looking in the mirror and you're like I hate my body I want to change it then that's probably something that we need to work on before you even start to think about going on a diet and it's really important and it could be the reason why diets have not been working for you so they're the kind of things that we'll definitely work on within the program So that's perspective. The next one is plate. So plate, this is a nutrition one. Um, I actually used to call it the six Ps, but I thought it was a bit much (laughs) because I used to have plants and protein. So, but that now comes under plate. And I saw it recently um, that somebody else called it plate and I was like, ah, stealing that one. That's great. So um, plate would come under plants and protein. So how, how we build a plate of food is really, really key. And it's surprising how many people don't know how to do this Uh, but I feel like everybody does know how to eat healthily Um, but what we'll do in the program is every week we will kind of take one of these things and make ourselves really good at it and we keep practicing that until it becomes second nature so this is actually a really really simple one 
we all know how to do it, but basically we're not doing it. So we try and find out why we're not doing it and what's making it so difficult. Why is building a healthy plate of food so hard for you? And then we kind of break that down. We try and change some of them behaviors and we try and make it easier. Um, so for those people who don't know what a balanced plate looks like, um, a balanced plate of food includes a quarter of a plate of protein, so some kind of lean meat or dairy or plant-based protein. And then we've got half a sorry a quarter of a plate of complex carbs and so this would be your whole grains your rices your pastas um kind of starchy veggies like sweet potato normal potatoes that kind of thing and then we always try and build out our plate with three plus different plant foods again that that's a big podcast on its own um so that could be half a plate of salad um so it usually makes up half a plate it could be three different types of veggies it, you know three different types of plant foods and there's a lot that comes under that and then we also add in some healthy fats so that is probably the oil that you cook in it's also could be nuts seeds um avocado things like that so if you basically learn how to create this balanced plate of food you're going to be ticking all those boxes for health in terms of nutrition. So you're going to be getting enough protein. You're going to be getting enough complex carbs. You're going to be getting enough plants, which is amazing for your gut health. So learning how to do that is really, really important. And that's definitely a really major part of the program, my my 12-week online program. But we don't do it all in one day and we definitely do it over time so it doesn't become too overwhelming. So that would be plate. So we've got perspective, we've done plate. So the next one is planning. Um, I de- again, something that everybody overthinks. Now, I'm a bit of a planner, so I like it. Um, and I kind of like to try and break it down for people to make it a little bit easier. But I think when people think they're on a diet, they think they have to get in the kitchen on a Sunday and they have to spend half the day getting all these Tupperwares out and making all this food for the rest of the week. You've got to do all these overnight oats and you've got to do all these fantastic, crazy lunches. And it, honestly, it really doesn't have to be like that. Again, it's different for everybody. For me personally, now being, I, I basically work at home, so I don't have to prep at all because I'm at home all the time. Um, the only prep I do need to do is make sure I have a plan for the week and I have that food in the fridge. So it's very easy for me to just go on my menu and go, okay, that's what I'm having today. I can knock that up because I'm at home, but I've got all the ingredients. So that's nice and easy. Now I've also been an office worker and I know how difficult it is to be that prepared, but it it's easy done. And I think what sometimes a lot of people are doing is they're making it too hard for themselves by doing really complex things. So what I would say is planning your menu for the week ahead is absolutely key. If you are not doing this, this is why you're setting yourself up to fail. You have to set yourself up for success. And setting yourself up for success is being a planned person. So even if you are very busy, listen, I think we're all as busy as we want to be. We're making ourselves busy with things that we are planning ourselves, okay? The exceptions, of course, all the time to that. But for example, um, someone with I I know somebody who's got absolutely no kids and they have zero time because they are constantly filling their time with you know social events and doing this and doing that and then I know somebody who's got three kids and four kids and they're smashing it and they're doing it so I do know that if you make the time and you prioritize it because you think it's important then you will and that's the key there I think if you see the benefit in planning you will do it 
You have to make the time. Now, my planning literally consists of on a Saturday morning or a Friday night, I sit there and I do my menu for the week. And it usually is between Monday and Friday. Saturday, I I kind of plan the the weekends towards the end of the week when I know what we're doing. But I'll sit there and I'll plan plan what I'm having for breakfast. I'll plan what I'm having for lunch and I'll plan what I'm having for dinner. And then I will make a menu, uh, sorry, a shopping list from there. Then I'll go and get the shopping and make sure I've got all that food in. And I stick that menu on my fridge. I got this cheapo um, menu planner from Kmart, which works fantastic. And then everybody, all the family can see what we're eating and um, everyone's expectations are set. Still get lots of moans, (laughs) but basically that's what it is. And I don't go too fancy. I literally on for breakfast have two different options so I'll probably have fruit and yogurt or I'll have eggs on toast and I'll mix them up and then the next week I might do something a little bit different maybe but I never really get bored with it because it's easy I like it I might swap the fruits around I mean that would be the only change I probably make um I might not have eggs, I might have some oats one day, depending on what I feel like, but I just make sure I've got a couple of options there. Lunch is always two things, so that covers me from Monday and Friday, Monday to Friday. I'll make a lunch that will do for three days, and then I'll make a lunch that will do for two days. That's dead easy. And then, and it's always easy stuff as well. It's never anything that's going to take me ages. It's, I'm not like marinating things, and I'm getting things like packet rice, you know, pre-made salads you know meat that's already just ready to chuck in the air fryer if you don't have an air fryer you're you need to get one because this is going to make everything so much easier for you so little things like that I'm just making it easy for myself and then dinner is always a tricky one um you know what if you can get like a a a box delivered that's fantastic it takes that kind of pressure off you Um, all the ingredients are there but I do find that I get really bored with them and I always have loads of ingredients left and I feel like there's a lot of waste so I go through kind of phrase phases with HelloFresh, Marley's Boone, all those kind of ones. But then um, what I also do is I always have a veggie Monday. So I have a veggie meal. Then I'll have a chicken meal. I'll have a beef meal. I'll have a pork meal. And then usually another veggie meal. So I just kind of flip between those. We always have like the regulars, you know, a spaghetti bolognese here, a chili there, you know, a stir fry. So nothing easy. I mean, nothing crazy. It's just all easy stuff. And then I just kind of switch some ingredients around. Um, I also, I think I've mentioned this quite a lot in my um, stories, but I love the Coles and the Woolworths mag. They're fantastic. They have loads of easy recipes in there. If I'm ever uninspired, I'll pull one of them out and just start flicking. And I'll also get loads of ideas. So planning is very, very important. So I would say that's my third P. So we've had perspective, plate and planning. Now I will go to the fourth one, which is pace. Okay. So pace is basically your steps, your incidental exercise, your neat, whatever you want to call it. Um, Now I want to talk about pace. A reason why I called it pace, apart from the fact that it begins with P (laughs) um, and not steps, I wanted to call it pace because I feel like your actual pace that you're walking is very important. So I I have had clients who do 10,000 steps plodding around the house, um, which is fine because you're still, you know, movement and you're still kind of doing this and that but you're never really getting your heart rate up so I think it's really really important to um 
say the, the, the difference between 10,000 steps plodding around your house is very different to doing 10,000 steps walking at a good pace. Now, I'm not telling everybody to go outside and do 10,000 steps. That, that number is obviously picked out of thin air because everybody talks about 10,000 steps. Going out for a 20, 30, whatever minute walk, doing a good pace, walking up some hills, getting your heart rate going is the most underrated thing you can do for your health and for fat loss. So if you're eating really well, you think you're in a calorie deficit, if you're tracking your calories, but your weight isn't budging, you're not in a calorie deficit. And I know that's really hard to hear sometimes. All you need to do sometimes is add in a walk at a pace and you start watching those scales go down. I've seen it a million times. It doesn't always work. Sometimes there's other things happening. So I will say that. But honestly, some people who think they're in a calorie deficit, they're just not burning as much calories as they thought because their watch is over predicting how many calories they're burning. So I would say don't look at your watch for calories burned. It's very, very, very inaccurate. And I would say get your butt out, go for a walk, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, will really see a difference. Just keep doing what you're doing with food. And I promise you those scales will start to drop. And apart from the scales and fat loss, we're talking heart health here. Um, we are talking about, you know, getting some hills in to really get your heart rate, your fitness levels are going to go up. So I think that's a really important one is get your pace up. So if you're not going outside for a walk at some point in the day. I saw somebody this morning walking up one of the big hills in Oyster Bay, which is so hard, with a baby strapped to the front of her and three dogs. I was like, whew, she's burning some energy. I was like, she's a glutton for punishment as well. And it was a boiling hot day, but I was like, you know, she's got to do what she's got to do. She's got to walk the dog. She's got to walk the baby. She's got to walk herself. She's doing it. That is a perfect example of somebody who is just doing it and not using any excuses or reasons not to go. Um, and I love that. I have a lot of admiration for that. I'm not saying you have to do that, but I am saying that, you know, we often make excuses not to do things. And sometimes they are excuses and not reasons. So I would say check in with them as to why you might not be going out for a walk. Now, the last one, a very important one. As you know, I am a big lover of weight training and I cannot think of anything more important than doing it. So the last one is power. So power basically equals weight training, any kind of training, anything that keeps you fit, makes you happy, clears your mental health and releases them endorphins. Weight training can not only give you power, it can empower you. So I've done a whole potty on this a couple of podcasts ago. So go and listen to that. But we have to be resistance training as we age for strength, for muscle gain, or muscle maintenance, for health, for changing body composition. If you want to be getting toned, then you have to be lifting weights or else you ain't getting toned because you're not building any muscle. So and it also makes you feel amazing. So just to summarize those things, we've got perspective, plate, planning, pace, and power. They are my five Ps. And I genuinely feel like if you're on the start of your health journey, these are where you should be putting your focus. These five Ps are where your focuses should be. I genuinely feel that. I think you do these five Ps, you'll be feeling physically and mentally great. These five Ps are what my all, all my online programs are based on we don't do them all at once. We take them week by week. We make it manageable. We make it feel easier and not too overwhelming. Like mindset stuff is continuous. Like I'm still learning every single day. You have to be open to learning every day. You have to not come to me 
to do an online program thinking that you know this and you know that because it's not been working for you you have to be open to new things to changes it's the only way you can keep evolving so I'm really really excited to be launching my new lift with Emma program in January so I'm just going to give it a little bit of a revamp and a little bit of a shuffle and um, I've learned so much this last two years doing it that I feel like I I've got some really great changes to make even though I've been getting some amazing results I think implementing these five P's and changing the way I structure things in the program is going to be amazing just from what I've learned and from experience myself as well so it's 12 weeks it's all online and it's all based on the above and basically it's designed to make healthy healthier easier for women whilst you still get results while you still get amazing results it's also designed for women who are beginners to weight training but also right up to those who are experienced it's a very individualized program i basically meet you from where you are and then grow you from there so it will fit into your schedule i'll make it achievable you will feel really strong. You will get fat loss if that's a goal for you. You will feel like you actually know that you've got this and you're on the way to your goal. So in the um, the show notes, I'm gonna put a coaching form. If you just wanna click that, I will wanna have a chat with you on the phone so we can have a little chat about your goals and what gets how to get you started and make sure that I'm the right coach for you as well is really super important. But I, I genuinely believe in my program, I genuinely believe that if you want a new lifestyle, this is exactly where I would put my efforts doing these five Ps. And I feel like you will need some help to do that if you've not had it before, if you've been trying to get to that goal for a long time and you've never had a coach, I feel like you really should be investing in yourself. And please trust me to help you because I really genuinely have a passion for this. I love it. I live and breathe my program. I do my program myself. So let me help you sign up. We're going to start in January. There's no specific start date. I'm just going to be taking on about 10 women in January. Um, and if you have a good health goal, let me help you do it. And I think this might be the last one before Christmas. So have an amazing Christmas. I'm still going to be releasing a podcast in between Christmas and New Year. Look out for the one with, I think it's going to be next week, with my sister Claire to find out a little bit more about her health journey while she's been working with me. It's really inspirational. And if this doesn't inspire you to work with me, then I genuinely don't know what will. So um, have a great Christmas and hopefully speak to you soon.